are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for today. We're going to have a little bit more Bachelorette talk. We are going to talk a little bit about what to expect now that I have found out when the finale is airing for Zach's season. We're going to talk a little bit about Kristen Baldwin's article on EW.com yesterday, which I thought was interesting because it came up a lot in things that were sent to me in reader emails and ones that I didn't even post in reader emails. Chris Harrison addresses the rumor that ABC is looking to bring him back. We're going to talk about the challenge, part one of the reunion show, Special Forces, the penultimate episode. We've got some Survivor news as the next season starts next Wednesday. And we are also two days away from Cocaine Bear. We will get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. It makes eating well easy, and they have plans to fit every lifestyle that you have. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60. Use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve60. And use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, let's get started. First things first. Yesterday, I did find out when the finale of Zach's season is airing, and it's going to be on Monday the 27th, and it's a one-night finale. So the information that I heard a few weeks ago was that they were going to start the Bachelorette filming the weekend of March 17th, 17th, 18th, 19th, sometime that weekend. That is in flux because, as I stated yesterday and have stated numerous times, 19 seasons of they've had of The Bachelorette, they've never started filming The Bachelorette before The Bachelor is done airing. They just haven't. And because it makes sense, because they've always used promotion on the after the final rose of The Bachelor to bring out The Bachelorette, introduce her to five of her, her guys, and then they start filming three or four days later. It's just that's the way they've done it, and it makes sense. So... Now I have to go back and find out, well, how solid is this weekend of March 17th starting? How solid is that? Because I now know the fina- the, the the date of the finale is March 27th, and it's only going to be a one-night finale. So do they still start filming The Bachelorette that weekend before? Ten days before? Almost? Eight or nine, really? Do they do that? I don't know. Seems weird. They've never done it in 19 seasons. This is a show that sticks to a very stringent schedule every season. They don't really veer off path very much. I don't know. But we now know an endgame of the 27th as the finale. We don't know anything before it, and we don't know when they're going to double up. They st- Knowing that the finale is on the 27th, they have to double up at least one time. Double up meaning they have to have a... They have to cover two episodes in either one episode or run episodes on Monday, Tuesday, because you can't get to where they need to get to on the 27th without doing that. Just logical. We still got, we've still got Estonia. We still got Budapest. We still got hometowns. We still got overnights. We still got a women tell all. That's five weeks. Well, it's only four weeks until the 27th of March. So they have to double up at some point. Now, 
I talk about the stringent schedule that the show has, and it brings me to yesterday's column that I linked to and I also retweeted, which was Kristen Baldwin interviewing the producers to talk about what happened in London, how did they put this all together. It's a very good article. Go read it. Because I know there are still some of you out there that think like, oh, I bet you he didn't even have COVID. And it's like, let's stop with the conspiracy theories. Just like last season, Logan said he had COVID. He did an interview in a podcast recently. He admitted, yes, I had it. I don't know why people don't believe me. Same thing with, with Zach in London. And people are like, well, why didn't you just wait? Why couldn't they just have waited till he tested negative for COVID, done the dates in London? He could have still gone with charities, could have still done the group date, all this stuff. The best answer I can give you is you got to read that article. And I can summarize it briefly for you. But basically, they say, look, when we travel, we are on a strict schedule of you know, this is this is a this is a uh, television show that brings when they're traveling that far during the season. You're looking at a crew of 125 to 150 people. They're renting out. I think I don't know the exact room numbers. I have no idea. But I gotta say, they're, it's not like they're renting out 10 rooms at a hotel when they go film overseas. I gotta believe they have at least 60 to 80 rooms between cast and crew. So if you call London ahead of time. This is all done well in advance. And you're like, okay, London, we need 80, 60 to 80 hotel rooms from this date to this date, six days, seven days, whatever it is. Zach gets COVID in London. You can't just, while you're in London, be like, oh yes, can you extend 60 to 80 rooms another week? Because not only does that screw up London because they've got well we we were expecting 60 to 80 rooms to free up we have people coming in no we can't extend you another week a week if they did that then it throws off every other trip then you've got a week of rooms booked in Budapest and a week of rooms booked then you got to get to hometowns by a certain time then you got to get to Thailand by a certain time because you have Thailand for overnights and final rose ceremony booked for a certain amount of time and if you just stay in London until Zach tests negative, that throws the rest of the schedule off. So while you might think it's not a, why don't they just stay there? It's damn near impossible. And they basically said that in the interview with Kristen. Like, we we, we, we can't. We have to stay on schedule. We've got dates to meet, meaning we have to be in certain places at a certain time. We can't just be like, oh, yeah, can you extend 60 to 80 rooms for another three or four days? It's just not going to happen. So... That's what I mean when I say it's just really weird to think that the show would start filming The Bachelorette and they would be, let's just say at the latest, you know, they, they start filming The Bachelorette on the 17th. They'd be 10 days into Bachelorette filming before we even, uh, before Zach season is done airing. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Hey, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I just think that maybe that date isn't solid anymore and maybe they're going to start Tuesday the 28th or Wednesday the 29th. I don't know. But it does seem really questionable that they would start filming The Bachelorette before The Bachelor even is done airing. Because if they bring The Bachelorette onto the After the Final Rose, it's like, okay, you're, you're 10 days into filming. Are they going to pretend that she has not started filming? Are they going to act like they're going to ask her questions like, hey, you were, you're deep into filming already. You're almost, you're almost starting to travel. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, that just seems really weird. And I know this show loves to stay on schedule. We'll see. We shall see. 
Nothing new to report on Bachelorette talk. I haven't heard any names. Like I said, all I know is that it has she has been chosen, and they are getting the ball rolling. Hopefully, I'll hear something soon. Maybe it will get announced at the Women Tell All taping tomorrow. Clearly, if they did that, they don't care about it getting out early, even though the Women Tell All taping, you know, we don't even know when the Women Tell All airs, but looking at the schedule, it's not airing until mid-March. So if they announce it tomorrow, it's going to get out by tomorrow night. Like, it's not, they're not doing that and announcing it at the Women Tell All and not expecting it to be leaked before mid-March when the Women Tell All episode airs. It'll be leaked within hours of that filming ending. Just will. So if they do it tomorrow, they clearly don't care that it's getting out. And then if you do it tomorrow, that really would be bizarre because any of the women that are left on the season, we already know that they wouldn't have won. You know, I, it's, I, this, this ending of the season is really uh, bizarre in terms of filming and then heading into next season. One thing I want to talk about that happened with Chris Harrison's podcast he did it with Tori Spelling, Donna Martin graduates, and she asked him about the rumor that Raider Online posted about, hey, rumors are that ABC is reaching out to Chris Harrison. And Chris's answer was she asked him if he would take, if, he, if, if given the chance, would he return to the show? And this was Chris's answer. I live by the axiom never say never because in life and business that comes to bite you in the butt. Would I have that conversation? Yes. I also believe in relationships and in business. Take the phone call and you listen and you have that conversation whether it's uncomfortable or not. End quote. ABC has denied the claims that there was ever an internal discussion, so right now it's just a rumor. So she asked him about the rumor, and ba- but basically said, if this was true and ABC called you, would you listen? And he said yes. This is a guy that on his first month in his podcast has basically, without openly trashing the show he talks about the relationships that he has he likes the people but you can tell he wasn't fond of his happiness with the show the direction of the show but he says he would take the phone call I'm confused unless he's sitting there like yeah I'd take the phone call but they would have to you know abide by what I wanted the whole thing is just weird he's never going to be the host again let's just just stop (laughs) I get that Tori Spelling wanted to ask him that because it was a story, you know, a headline and radar, but he's not going to be the host of this show ever again. I I know he says you never say never, and that's the right thing to say. You do. You never say never because you don't want to sound like a hypocrite if, God forbid, something ever crazy happened, but it's not going to happen. He's not coming back to the show. And he would be a major hypocrite if he did go back to the show because of the things that he has said on his podcast. He's made it clear. He's so much happier in the life that he's living right now. So why would you go back? It just doesn't make any sense. I think he's just teasing everybody to keep people interested in his podcast because it's a new podcast and he wants to make headlines. I don't think there's any chance in the world, one, ABC even asks him, and two, he would ever take the job back. It's just not happening. But can you imagine if he did? All the alumni that all sided with Chris (laughs) and were just like, no way, I can't believe they did that to him. And then he goes back to the job that they were happy that he left. Not happy that he left, but so pissed at ABC. It it really wouldn't make a lot of sense, to be honest with you. All right, let's talk a little challenge from last night. 
not the greatest reunion show episodes. You know how these reunion show go. It's so much choppy editing, and I feel like they could let conversations go on longer. There's a lot of screaming, a lot of talking over each other. Honestly, the biggest revelation from that reunion that I wish, I guess they would have let go, was Bananas and Veronica. Because Veronica brings up something that (laughs) there's obviously something a lot deeper there where she basically said, Johnny, I partied with you in Columbia while you had a girlfriend. You don't want me going there. So clearly Veronica is hinting at the fact that Bananas was in Columbia either hitting on other women or cheating on his girlfriend at the time. I assume, assume they were talking about when he was with Morgan. But I don't know that for a fact. But they, Veronica was very clear because they were talking about the Mariah thing. Do you think Mariah was using bananas for clout or do you think Mariah was using bananas to get far in the game and all this stuff? And is anybody surprised about bananas and Mariah? And, you know, Veronica chimed in like, yeah, we're surprised because we know bananas history with towards women and the way he at. And then she just threw that out there. And bananas is like, hey, bring all the receipts you want, Veronica. Nobody like it was just clearly. But Veronica knows something. I don't know if she could provide any receipts or not, but. She specifically said, Johnny, I was with you in Columbia when you had a girlfriend. We don't want to go there. So, I mean, I think it's obvious she's saying that she saw behavior on his end that he probably doesn't want out there. And So, I don't know. I thought that was the most interesting thing yesterday in the reunion show. Everything else was just the same kind of arguments that we've heard. They made it seem like it was so tea-spilling, and it really wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot there. And... I'm sure Nelson will get some time on next week's reunion, part two, but Nelson, I don't think, had one speaking part last night in part one. You know, he wasn't a huge part of the season. There were still, I think, six couples, six rider dies left when he was eliminated. So he was like middle of the road in terms of how far he lasted, but I don't remember him saying one thing last night. Part two is next week. I'm sure they're going to talk more about the hookups that happened within the house. They did a little bit last night with Norris and Raven going at each other. So I don't, But I'm sure they're going to, going to get into more of the hookups that happened in the house and what's still going on. If you didn't hear, Amber, she's pregnant, which is interesting because Amber, after Rider Dies went and filmed the show that's debuting on Paramount Plus next week or in, on March 8th, I believe. She filmed that season, the, the Challenge World or whatever it is. She's on that season as one of the quote-unquote legends. So maybe she finds out during that. No, because she announced it at the reunion. So maybe she got pregnant like right after that film because I don't know the filming dates of how Challenge works. They film so many things a season between the Challenge the Challenge USA, this Paramount Plus show, and All-Stars. That's four different shows that have to be filmed, and those things take a while. So I don't really know, but she announced she's pregnant with her boyfriend, Quincy. It's his name, right? Quincy? And, yeah, so everyone was happy for them. Special Forces last night, penultimate episode. I think 
there isn't anything. I, I, I guess when you ask, if you were to ask me, what's one of the worst ways? And this, I don't want to get too morbid here, but if you were to ask me, what's one of the worst ways I'd want to go out? I'd probably say drowning. That just seems like an awful way to go out. Just, you know, gasping for air, being underwater, being able, looking up and basically realizing you can't get to above water. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. Anyway, so when I see this challenge last night of, hey, let's bound your ankles together. Let's bound your arms behind your back and throw you in the water and you have to breathe normally and push yourself up once you hit the bottom. Like, again, yet another challenge on the show where I'm like, yeah, no, thanks. Glad I'm here on my recliner watching this because I have no interest in doing this. I don't even know if my hands weren't bound and my ankles weren't bound if I'd be able to do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah, but I, cause I couldn't tell how deep it was. But being thrown into the water like that, no thank you. And, of course, they all pass. I, I go into it thinking like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be hell for these people. And all of them did it like it was nothing. Dwight did it, Hannah did it, Carly did it, Danny did it. And then the final one where they're being extracted and they have to now they're being now they've been captured and then it's going to end next week with an interrogation and stuff like they're going to try and break them and we're going to we're going to see how that goes. We have an update on Survivor, something that's never happened in the history of Survivor. I can't remember what number we're on. I bo- I want to say 44 is the one that starts next Wednesday. Season 44. Yes, it's 44 that starts next Wednesday on CBS, so we'll be covering that every Thursday on the Daily Roundup. Give me my thoughts on it. Did you hear the big announcement on Survivor? There's plenty of Survivor podcasts out there. We know Stephen Fishback and and um, Tyson you know, they have the, the know-it-alls and Rob Sesternino. Rob has a podcast. There's so many either former players that do podcasts about the show and recap it or just people that like the show and have their own podcast to recap it. Well, yesterday on Instagram, Jeff Probst announced for the first time in the history of the show, they will have an official Survivor podcast hosted by Jeff. It will be released Right after the show airs, I don't know, he didn't specify right after the show ends on Eastern and Central Time or they're waiting till it's aired in all time zones. I don't know. But it's going to air, be released on Wednesday nights, and he said every episode will take a deep dive into something that happened that episode, whether it was something with casting, whether it was something with an advantage they decided to do that game, uh, one of the challenges, how they made it, anything like that, immunity, He said it will cover and go in-depth, behind-the-scenes look uh, at after every episode, talking about something that happened that episode. And I guess, you know, it is pretty crazy to think after 44 seasons, they've now decided to do this with Jeff. But I'm sure it's going to be interesting. I probably won't have time to listen to every single one, but I'll check out at least the first couple just to hear if there's any nuggets there. But... Great news to hear that from Jeff Probst and Survivor. My favorite reality show of all time. I love it. Can't wait till next week starts and we can get into that season. And finally, we're going to end it with this. In two days, I'm sorry, one day, tomorrow. Probably, there's probably some screenings tonight. The theatrical release of Cocaine Bear. 
I'm sure you saw the cocaine bear commercial at some point on your TV in the last month because I feel like I've been seeing the trailer for this thing forever. Whether it's online, whether it's before the Super Bowl, which they did, whether it was last night during Special Forces, I'm seeing it all the time. So, those of you that are, are seeing like, what? What's Cocaine Bear? This is a movie? Yes, it's a movie. And it's got some big names in it. Elizabeth Banks is in it. R.I.P. to Ray Liotta. I'm assuming this is one of his last films before he before he recently passed. But it's loosely based on a true story about a bear that got into uh, a stack of cocaine <laughs> and he ate a block of cocaine. It happened in like the 80s in in Georgia or something. I, I really don't want to Google it. I, I know I've read it like bits and pieces for since this thing came out because I thought it was like, oh, someone's just making a silly movie. No, it's loosely based. This did happen. Now, the way the bear acts in the movie, I'm guessing is a little exaggerated compared to when a real bear ate a block of cocaine back in the 80s, how he acted or she, I don't know. But <laughs> there is a movie that hits theaters tomorrow called Cocaine Bear. And just looking at the trailer, you can't help but laugh at this thing, you know? You really can't. It's just impossible. It's hilarious. Sorry. But if you don't think that I'm going to watch that movie and go to that movie theater by myself and watch it by myself, possibly Saturday afternoon, or at some point coming up in the next couple of weeks, you are sorely mistaken. Then you don't know me. You don't know me at all. By the way, that quote that I just said, even though I repeated myself, it was the, it was the exact quote. You don't know me. You don't know me at all. That is from the 1986 classic Should have been an Oscar-winning movie, Cool as Ice, starring Vanilla Ice. Yeah, he was upset at the girl because the girl didn't trust him. So he told her, you don't know me. You don't know me at all. And I I could have done the accent, but I didn't really want to. (laughs) He actually says it a little bit different than that. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. Your Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now, and then in two hours from now, your weekly Reality Steve podcast, and it is with comedian Sarah Colonna. She's been on a few times before. She's actually performing this weekend in Dallas. Every time she's in Dallas, I want to have her on that week so we can promote her show. She's got two shows tomorrow night. Two shows Saturday night at Hyena's Comedy Club in downtown Dallas. It's off Mockingbird. If you live down there, you know exactly where it is. Um, I want to bring Sarah on, talk about comedy, talk about the shows that she covers. She's got her own podcast where she talks about Married at First Sight, a show that I don't watch, but I ask her a lot of questions about it because I am interested as an outside observer of that show. So that interview with Sarah will be up in a couple hours, so check that out. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.